Hello and welcome. It's take two. It's uh, Wednesday night, and I'm here with my buddy Ben. Good evening. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the talk from Sunday morning, um, which Gil aptly titled "The Imposter." <laughs> and um, and we're going to just kind of. Uh, Go through some of the things that I talked about and see uh, maybe a deeper dive if we get there and see if you guys have any questions. We'd love to hear from you. Um, again, just by way of reminder, we have some things going on. Uh, we have every Sunday morning at 10 where we also live stream and we also have people here at the Genesis building. We'd love to see you um, when I, you feel it's good and uh, and when you're good and ready to get out of the house and come see us, we'd love to see you. And then every Wednesday night at 7, we're doing this right here in these hot seats. Yeah. And then I, I, I know I'm going to blow this again because Jordan has Thank something going on Saturday, right? Thank you. But that's, that'll be on our social media. So yeah. if you check out our social media pages, the Genesis Story. Yep. We'll be having the potluck uh, at Lydia and Marcus Tolman's house on the 14th, the 14th Saturday at 6 p.m. That'll be fun. That's the next one coming up, and then there'll be another one at the end of the month. Yes, 27th at Marion Delio's house. That's, awesome. a Friday, that's a Friday night, yeah. Awesome. But yeah, Art for Artists that Jordan is doing is a week from yesterday. So next Tuesday is the Art for Artists thing. Cool. And do, I won't say it because I blew it so bad on Sunday, but I think he has something on Saturday too. Uh, but again, check the uh, check our Facebook, check check our Instagram, and there'll be something up there for you. And uh, uh, again, we'll get rolling, and let's start with the word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for meeting us where we're at, for speaking to us, and for even listening to us and for being uh, such being so personal in each one of our lives and yet you are the God of all creation at the same time and we're thankful for all of this and we're thankful that you meet us even tonight as we discuss you and us and our relationship together and so we ask for your blessing in Jesus name and all right, so did you give a listen? I know Sunday morning you were over, you were over the kids' room. Yeah, I was able to listen uh, yesterday and today, so listen to it twice. Yeah. And did anything jump out at you? Uh, yeah, I think near the end you were talking about the love of God. Uh, we're, we're we're sons of God, and yeah. God is our Abba Father, and just that that intimacy. Uh, it reminded me of the rooted passage in Ephesians three. Uh, when Paul says, "I kneel before the Father and ask that you be strengthened with might through your through the inner inner man, and that you would finally comprehend just how great the love of God is, mm, yeah, and it's like it almost seems like to be the crowning achievement that we would actually understand that. I, I don't remember where I heard this. Probably a, a pastor somewhere was teaching on this, and, and said, "If we could just scratch the surface and get to know really." how much God really loves us, it would just be life-changing, earth-shattering. Mm -hmm. You know, it would really have effects. Yeah. And, and that's something that uh, I love. Uh, we'll, we'll never be able to exhaust it, so we can always search for it and scratch the surface of it and dig into it and explore it in so many different ways in our lives. 
yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the intimacy thing with with Abba and being a son of God is very uh, alluring to me. I love that idea that we could be sons of God. Yeah. You know, Jesus was the son of God. Yeah, and and Abba Father, like you said, he's, he's so tender and personal, but yet he's the God of the cosmos too. He's yeah. so big, but yet so small that he lives here. He makes his home here, yeah. and that's just so wild, like so, so beautiful. So, my, um, you know, kids have great questions about these kinds of theological things. So when when he was little, I think it was Levi that was like, "How can Jesus live here? He's too big." <laughs> yeah. like, that's a great question, like, and he meant like because he's you know Jesus is he's a man. Oh, you know what I mean, yeah. like, how's, how's, like, is he an action figure? Yeah. What is what's going on here? Yeah, but, you know. Uh, it's just like when, to me, it was like that. That like I laughed, and then I was like, I wish more people would ask stuff like, that. yeah, <laughs> like what does that mean? You know, <laughs> it's just it's just good. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? I, I'm a little bit remiss. And I just want to start by um, uh, by saying that I hope the wedding was fantastic. It looked fantastic. Cheers! Congratulations uh, uh, to Gabe and Annette. We're happy for you guys and. All you guys that went, I'm sure it was horrible. No, I'm just kidding. It looked beautiful. <laughs> the, pic- the pictures were amazing, and um, yeah, what a what a blessing. And uh, yeah, and we're and we're here because Sam is not because yeah. he's he's still doing that. So um, yeah, so uh, so so Sunday morning was really that it was really simple, right? Like I I um, I, I love to. Uh, Go go deep, and then I like to also just kind of go. Well, sometimes when I'm praying about what I wanted to, to share on Sunday was something completely different. Really, and then I started going. I started digging into it, and it was fascinating to me. And then and then I just kept praying, like, but what what does what do your people need to hear? And Maybe. then I kept coming back to like, if this is let's just keep this one like, right on. this is the love of God. Yeah, this is this is like that's a great. By the way, sorry to interrupt you. Great pastoral heart to not just want to share something theological and interesting and complicated and intellectual but to serve people and give them what they need to hear yeah and it's well, probably something that you received as well and then you can share it more effectively yeah yeah i mean i i had a friend that was always like uh, his you know I've, I've changed so much over the years but this is when i was coming up right he was like he was like i'm always reading um like something like a deep theology book, and then I'm always at the same time reading a really like devotional style, you know, and uh, and so it would be like you know, you're you're going through a systematic theology on on you know Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but the other days you're, yeah. you're reading like something by Philip Yancey that's really uplifting, or you know what I mean, like in yeah. a different way it speaks to you. I like that idea. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I would make that dogma or anything yeah. but, but it's kind of cool and i don't know uh yeah but i um i have a harder time finding books now for some reason so oh. if you <laughs> we should talk about that for sure <laughs> um and I'll, I'll tell you why later but um so the idea was then you know like just like look within what do you see and then ask yourself what does god see and then once you get, you know, scratch the surface, even if you, even if you scratch the surface, um, then the next question is, what do I do with this knowledge? What do I do with this, this insight? 
that's the hard question. Yeah. 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 So, um, and that's why, you know, I was talking about imposter syndrome. Um, that's why, he, that's why he, goes, he, he asked me what the title of my message was and I never answered him because <laughs> my toddler had my phone. Uh, and so he just made up, he made one up and it didn't work perfectly. So all good. Yeah. Um, so have you like this imposter syndrome is kind of like fake it till you make it thing. Have you ever done that to yourself? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hid behind, and I probably still do to some extent, not, not nearly as much, but I hid behind humor a lot in my life uh, to hide the fact that I was really hurting. Hmm. Uh, so I would crack jokes and be a fun guy, and I'd go out and always party, and I was really faking that I was this happy person, so full of life, when really I hadn't addressed some of the deep issues that I was really hurt. I was really hurting. Um, so that was the first thing that came to my mind, yeah. Um, and then I think being younger, going to church and just maturing in church. Uh, yeah, I played church for a while, you know. Um, read my Bible, say my prayers every day, but both were like pretty empty exercises, mm -hmm. more than uh, like a sincere um, search for intimacy or for yeah. truth or for anything. Uh, yeah, so... For sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I almost wore my Groucho Marx nose and glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's there's commonality, and I and I said this on Sunday morning, and I don't know if it's true because I I'm just thinking as I'm as I'm talking about this imposter syndrome, this idea that like I want to appear like holier than I am. I want to, and uh, I want to, and my wife called me out on this actually too. She didn't know it, and she didn't do it intentionally. But as I was like writing this, my notes, right? She was like, um, "I don't want to." She she was very loving about this, but I needed to hear it too. Where she was like, "Man, you know, you've been preparing for it takes you kind of a long time." And I'm like, "Yeah, it always takes me a long time." I'm not smart enough. Doing to, God's work here, babe. Yeah, yeah, but that's kind of how I, I started. I started thinking like that, oh. right? And then and then she not like crazy but, yeah. but yeah. then she was like but then she was like um you know like we haven't really done a devotion at home for a while and i was like oh my gosh Ooh, right yeah, yeah like yeah yeah like my family's longing for this and i'm like i'm stoked to give it to the church yeah but yeah. i haven't really thought you know what i mean like yeah my first my first responsibility is lacking yeah, yeah and i need i needed to hear that mm. i don't even know if she meant to you know, because I was, what I was doing was talking about the imposter, <laughs> and it kind of hit home because I was like, man, I'm kind of doing that right now. You know, yeah, it's yeah. heavy because it's like parts of it. Uh, like I said, my I started. I remember starting this when I was probably eight, maybe even younger, and you know, just like you start to think like, oh, um, you know, if I if I do this, then people respond positive to me. And so I'm going to do that more, yeah. which is innocent enough. But pretty soon, like, I'm doing everything so people respond positive to me yeah. and, and not being necessarily true to myself. Right. And then as you go through, you know, adolescence and everything else after that, just you're just, like, building and building yep. and building on, on top of this, you know, childhood imposter or stranger or whatever you want to call A it. Affirmation is so important for kids, even for adults. We want to be affirmed. We want to be you know, um, admired. Yeah. That's natural. I think that's normal. I think God put that in us so that we would get it from him. 
you know, but um, I mean, that's that's a real thing for sure. Yeah, it's so, like it's like most things too, because it's not in and of itself not bad, but it's right. when, when we just crave it. Yeah, but this is a great topic because you can apply it to so many every area of your life. Yeah, you know, the, like these examples you gave these people who fake it till they make it and they lie on the resume and they get a really good job yeah i know a guy who said he went to ucla and he got a great job in a corporate office <laughs> and was one of the top guys he did yeah he, he didn't need the degree right but well he needed the degree to get the job but anyway um i don't really see anything wrong with that i suppose it's a little bit deceitful but you're playing a game and he's winning the game that's the way i saw it um but yeah you can um be an imposter to act maybe tougher than you really are. Yep. And then people don't mess with you. Yep. And that can be really helpful. I did that. That's what I, that's how it started for me. Yeah. Like inside I was pretty afraid, you know what I mean? But, Same. but, I, but I'm going to project like Same. don't mess with me. Yeah. And and yeah, mostly it worked every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I, was, a I was the same. You know, I was a little guy. My older brothers were much bigger than me. I never stood a chance, you know, with those with them. But um, yeah, and then just with people you want to be admired you want to be liked so you you put up your best foot forward especially when it's a new relationship you yeah. know like i'm thinking like first dates or the first sure. few months of dating someone sure you don't i let, can't even imagine uh in this day and age like online dating right like you're basically you're it's basically a resume to yeah. date somebody yeah online and and uh yeah, I mean, people are probably doing the same. Not only do the, does the other person not see the bad parts of you that you're trying to hide, but they also don't see the really good parts of you that take a long time to communicate. Yeah. Like, they don't see your diligence in, in your work ethic. Yeah. Because you're only on a couple dates. So there's a lot that's missing because of the, the, the short term of the relationship. Yeah. And just applying this to our relationship with God, the more you walk with God, the more he re- the more that you really know him. I suppose he knows you completely. But yeah. the more he knows you in relation to him, the, the, more, the way he sees you operate in relation to him, you know, um, uh, that's an interesting idea. I don't want to rabbit trail, but... Yeah, no, it's really, it's, it's actually, that's kind of, you know, because, because God knows us. You know what I mean? He's not going, oh, you know, he's pretending, he's pretending on his resume or he's, you know... He's pretending to be tough. I know he's afraid. Like, yeah, he knows all that stuff. But at the same time, we still try to bluff God a lot too. Maybe not even intentionally, just because we're so used to going about yeah. carrying this, you know, this false front that we even do it to God. Like, we even, um, you know, our prayers are like we, we try to use holy words and like yes. And you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. I remember one time. One time I had a job. It was at a group home. It was a Christian group home, and um, the lady there that was our boss, um, she would open our meetings in prayer, and it was the first time like where I felt like uh, she's talking to her dad. Wow, interesting. And it was just like really cool. You know what I mean? Really intimate. She wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't yeah. putting on airs. She wasn't. Cool. That wasn't big pastor voice. It yeah, was just yeah, like, yeah. and it was just very real. And um, love that. And yeah, and it was like one of those things for me. You know, I had a hard time. I had a hard time with all this because I'm, I'm. Uh, uh, I say this a lot on Wednesday nights. I, I grew up Catholic, um, which maybe doesn't have a lot to do with this. Just growing up, maybe in any church where you learn 
the answers. Uh huh. So I memorize all the you know we're gonna we're gonna yeah. I memorize all the prayers you know what I mean like the all box. these things yeah, yeah. and uh, and those things started to be like almost like a weird as a child those were like a, a, it was like a source of pride like yes I can do what the grown ups do yes you know what I mean I can do that yeah and so and it was never really. <laughs> I mean, and eventually that's what started to bother me about myself in that context was that it didn't like it wasn't it was making me feel like I like I shouldn't feel self-righteous yeah yeah, I, yeah. same because I knew a lot of the right answers mm-hmm. in Christianese and would feel like you know they're all lost and I, I know the truth mm. and I have what they need kind of thing yeah um, which is dangerous yeah, of course, it leads to that self righteousness, and it's it's still I think I think it's always kind of ready to jump in my in my life. You know what I mean? Like because I, I lived with that for so long. Like, okay, I'm a yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's like you kind of always are like, is that is that feeling coming back? Am I doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is always always on guard. Even and in, that's why like this question about like what do you see when you look at yourself is an important one because I don't always do that. I'm not always taking stock of what's going on inside. I'm trying to barrel through my day. Sometimes my week and my month, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, or this last year, <laughs> yeah. trying, trying to barrel through the year. And so to take stock and, and just look inside and be like, am I, am I tracking? Am I walking humbly with God? Am I, am I doing this on my, on my own strength and ideas? Am, am I being ministered to? Am I letting myself be ministered to? All that stuff. Those are great questions. Those are all boxes to check on that self-evaluation. That's super important, I think. I'm pretty introspective. I think about it a lot. I'm a contemplative. I think about stuff <laughs> too much. Yeah. I overthink stuff. But um, being a former addict, too, you're always just aware of your character and uh, uh, any sort of like um, any sort of weakness, moral weakness. Um, because I know that it can get real bad real quick. Um, so I'm thankful for that. Um, but like you said, are you being ministered to? Are you ministering? Are you still continuing to learn, yeah. but not holding your intellect so high? You yeah. have to maintain that in, that childlike intimacy, that childlike faith. Um, I love the idea of the, the intimacy. Uh, somebody who I totally looked up to, and I saw what she had, and I wanted what she had, was Colleen. Yeah. And the way that she loved Jesus, and that was her Jesus, man. She mm-hmm. loved her Jesus so much, and they 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 were so close. And you could just see it. It just oozed out of her. Uh, and I really wanted that. I remember praying several times, like, God, I want to be that close to you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, what do I need to call you daddy? I don't know how to, where to start and everything. But, um, yeah, the contact that we have with God and... Um, for me, listening to God has been uh, a really uh, important part of my journey in, in the last, like I would say, two years. Not just because in the past it was just talk to God, pray to God, tell Him everything, pray to God, tell Him what you need, pray to God, tell yeah. Him what you want. You know, read the Bible and God will speak to you through that. But I didn't really rest and sit in silence and wait on the Lord to speak to me. But doing that, it's uh, it's. It's been really, really interesting to to go from was that God or was that just me? And now it's like is that God? Yeah, that's God. I know it's God. 
It's yeah. like, if I have to question if it's God, you know, it's probably not. Yeah. I know right away that it might even be a thought that I have, but God gave me that thought. So it's this really, uh, this syner- synergy of, of God and myself. And I, that's been super helpful to me. You, I've shared with you a little bit. I'm kind of mm-hmm. on a, a different journey, you know, maybe a more mystic. I've, I've deconstructed mm-hmm. some of the evangelical intellectual Christianity that I grew up with. Yep. and questioned a lot of things in the Bible that before I never really thought to question, but uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think that, um, uh, I, I think that probably none of us are at the same, in the same boat at the same time on this good point kind of journey, but I yeah. feel like I'm not, I'm on a journey not too, not too dissimilar. So cool. We're, you know, where it's like, it's okay to ask questions. It's it's okay. And I, I feel like I, uh, before I would ask, no matter where I was, I remember asking, I was probably a big thorn in the side to the, to the priest at the Catholic church, because I would be like, you know, I went to, I went, to, <laughs> I went through all the catechism classes, um, as a kid, but I still had questions as a, as a young adult. And I was only like 19 or 20 at the time, but I would go to their adult education classes and I'd be asking a kind of, and I think it's like, and he was super kind. Father Larry was a good one. And, um, he was super patient with me, but, and then I, when I left the Catholic church and I, I was, you know, it was kind of on my searching time then too. Um, I started going to, uh, another church here close, close by. And, um, I did the same thing to that pastor. What about this? What about that? And he was just like, look, here's my library. You know, (laughs) if you want to borrow a book or something, let me know. But I think he was just got like, you know, you're going to have to work some of this out. Yeah. And uh, people were kind of patient with me. But now, like, uh, those questions maybe that got answered in a very formulaic, boxy way never really fulfilled me. You know what I mean? So I'm still, some of those questions are resurfacing. Yeah, yeah. And, um uh, it's, it's, you know, much later, there's, there's a lot more, um, there's a lot more out there to, to pull from nowadays than there were back then. So there's a lot of, um, you know, going through that journey, asking questions and seeking answers where they'll be found. The other side of that is like you were saying earlier with the two different kinds of books, you can have all the intellect in the world and understand all great mysteries of the universe you could speak with the tongue of angels but if you have not love you're nothing you're nothing so it really comes down to just being a servant and loving the world around you that's easy anybody can do that you don't need to understand theology to do yeah that. well and that's where the proof's in the pudding that's really important you know a lot of we we come as uh in western christianity we come as you know attendees we come and we attend church yeah and that's it and we go home and yeah uh, that, we really need to learn how to serve the world better. Yeah, that's that's I think what I what the point of what I wanted to say. Was, what do we do with this? Yeah, now? yeah. Because because we can, and, and you're absolutely one hundred percent right. And even going back to the example of Colleen, that's Colleen, man. She she uh, in, in no disparaging way had a very simple faith, but it was one of the most beautiful faiths. Yep. And she I've was a servant. Seen. And she served and she Everyone served. Everyone around people. Her. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean like first John, you'd say you love God, you better love people. If you don't love yeah. people, you don't love God. Yeah, it's not and, there. Yeah. And faith without works is dead. You can have all the beliefs you want. Yeah. But 
if it's not in action, you know, um, I was talking to my brother today from Missouri, and he said something about, uh, you know, to, to follow, to be a follower of Jesus. So what do you mean follower of Jesus? You mean laying your life down for other people as, you know, as a sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Or you just mean like you have your, you have your doctrine in your back pocket? Yeah. Believe in Jesus, like be a follower of Christ would mean to imitate Christ. And you touched on a scripture that we're the representatives of Christ. Yeah. And we, we are ambassadors of Christ. Yeah. And we represent what so God is like. Be. And yeah. Yeah. God's not a great intellect in the sky. God's the great servant in the sky. Yeah. In well, my, he's, he's all of it. He's all of it. But, but absolutely. And the, the thing that, you know, I, the scripture that I think it's first John two, six, maybe where he, where John's first John again, but he says, we can't claim to belong to Jesus if we do not walk like him. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's heavy. It's heavy because what yeah. are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, what, that's <laughs> yeah. What are we doing with it all? So, um, have you ever heard? Have you ever read Brennan Manning stuff? No, you've uh, recommended him to me. Uh, I have not. Uh, Ava's children. Ava's child. Ava's child. So a lot of the ideas were sparked cool. from reading that book again. Okay. I've read that book several times. I was reading it again, and then I, I was like, "This is the simple stuff." Yeah, this is cool. What, yeah. And so, um, yeah, he, um, yeah, what a guy. I, I, I won't go into too much detail, but, like, started off as a Catholic priest, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, as a Franciscan. Oh. Um, I like Franciscans. Yeah, they have something, they have something kind Rich, of. Richard Rohr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. So he, um, I mean, there's crazy stories. Like, he lived in a cave in Spain. Wow. In solitude. I think some somebody from his, you know, from the Franciscans would bring him food or supplies. Man. But he lived there for six months, man. You know how hard that would be? It's crazy. Yeah. It sounds like a, a retreat or a getaway. He, he's been through these. Solitary got, confinement. He's got this crazy story about, like, you know, these, these uh, absolutely mo- moments of devotion. And then he left the... He left the priesthood because he fell in love. So then he got married and was no longer a priest. But now he was kind of just a speaker and was being invited into evangelical churches as well because of his the way he taught. Wow! It wasn't dogmatic. It was about the love of God. He just really uh, he wrote the book called the, the Ragamuffin Gospel as well, which was which was uh, kind of his hallmark. Okay. So guys like Michael W. Smith and. Uh, Rich Mullins? Rich Mullins, yeah. We're, that's that's where they got there. I gotta see stuff. that movie. It's good stuff. Yeah. And anyway, so then he becomes like, he becomes an alcoholic. Oh, that was Brennan Manning. Yeah. Oh, you've told me about him. So all these different cycles of life. Yeah, All yeah. these crazy, you know, like, he goes from one extreme, but, uh, but even through that, like, Christ was his solace. You know what I mean? Like, that's Amen. how, that's what, that's yeah. what brought him home. God didn't love him any less that he left ministry and became an alcoholic. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. When, like, you, when you're talking... Maybe when, God even loved him more. If that's possible. Yeah, I don't know. But the point possible. is, he didn't love him any less. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, because and that's the idea, though. If somebody is going to be and have an imposter, right, it's going to be somebody like that. Like, I'm going to yeah. hide my, yeah. my demons. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't, you know. Yeah. His, his idea was, if I let them show... And there's going to be other people to go, I can be a Christian too. Right? Right on. It's a way different way of looking at things than, yeah. than, we're, than we're bent to look at them. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we really don't want people to know our demons. 
there's something really attractive though about transparency you know when you see a genuine person like that lady's prayer at the group home mm -hmm. just genuine she wasn't trying to fluff it up or whatever just just being who she was there's something really powerful about that something very attractive about that um so that we could maybe knowing that we can we can be more comfortable being our true selves and you know it's not just in our relationship with god but it's in relationship with each other like you said um people can only love kind of what you show them mm -hmm. so if you keep putting up this front they're, they're going to love the front they're not yeah. going to really love the true you yeah but and you, you and you never really get to experience being loved he, good point yeah yeah and that's what we need yeah yeah and so the more you can show your true self the more completely you can be loved and that's a great uh trade-off it's great incentive uh, yeah yeah absolutely um And then the second part was, you know, we, we touched on from the beginning, this idea of seeing ourselves. Maybe, you know, you see yourself and you can look in the mirror and go, oh, well, you know, um, I'm a I'm a blue collar guy or I'm a business guy. I have a, I'm a family man. I'm a husband. I'm a father. You see all those things. Mm -hmm. But but when do you get to like, you know, I'm, I see myself as a child of God. When when do we get to that point? You know what I mean? Where we're like we look at our we look inward or whatever we do when we when we're having those moments of introspection, and we say, "I'm beloved. I'm the beloved." Yeah, made in the image of God. Yeah, yeah. I think it's helpful to say those things first. Yeah, because uh, our first instincts, my first instinct would be to say, "I'm a father. I'm a family man. I'm a musician. I'm a blue collar con uh, construction worker." All these labels. Those are just labels. Yeah. Uh, even the father thing, which is super important, a yep. core part of me, uh, it should be acknowledged second. You know, I think the first thing would be, I'm a child of God. I, I am God's beloved. And I think that's just so great. Um, you mentioned my sticker too, by the way. I just got uh, like 5,000 in the mail yesterday. So free stickers, please, <laughs> somebody. Uh, <laughs> let me know and I got free stickers. But... Uh, the word believe, the etymology of the word believe, is beloved. It's to love and be loved. So in the etymological sense, to believe in God is to love and be loved by God. That's pretty cool. That's really the, the, the root of it. Um, and I love that, too. Uh, it's funny, the way I discovered, quick story, the way I discovered that was I was on a job site, and I have a sticker on my ladder, and the next day I go in and somebody had scratched over believe, and they wrote loves. God loves you. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, I don't disagree with that. So I just leave it. I just left it. Then I decided, well, let me look up what believe actually means. And I looked it up and it means love anyway. <laughs> so You're cool. like, yes. I never knew that until that guy, I still don't know who that was, but anyway, yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, that is pretty cool. Yeah. So um, I touched on John one twelve, and that says, uh, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Um, and then, you know, we're talking about roots of words. One of the things that, that's, that struck me is I always thought that, rec that receiving the word receive, I get it, but it, but I kind of don't gel with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, like, like whoever the, received him. But the but the word actually um, 
is more times in the New Testament uh, translated as took. Beautiful. Right? Yep. Whoever took him. Yep. And then, like I said, even could mean uh, by the hand. Nice. Like took by the hand. Like okay. he grabbed it. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that to me is like it's the same word as when Peter grabbed a sword. Right. Or when Jesus grabbed the bread and broke it. Yeah. Like that. Like I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm yeah. getting something. Yeah. So I get, I get how receive gets in there, but uh, but to all who, you know, would grab him, <laughs> take, <laughs> would take him. Yeah, yeah. Take it's, your sonship. It's from God. beautiful. Take yeah. God by the hand. Yeah. I think there's, there, we definitely have a part to play. Um, you've heard that God's a gentleman. He stands at the door, and knocks. He doesn't kick the door down. You got to open the door, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but I had a picture recently of God trying to give me something. And my hands were just at their sides, and God's saying, here, I have this joy, and it just falls on the ground, because my, I'm not receiving it, I'm not taking it. And God's saying, here, I've got this strength, you're praying for strength, and it just, boom, it falls on the ground. Here, I've got this peace, and boom, it's just, you know, I could give you the keys to a Lamborghini, but it's just a piece of metal. If you don't take the key, yeah, put it in the ignition, yeah, drive the car, it means nothing. It's worthless. It's just a piece of metal. And we say all the time, God gives us things. God gives us wisdom. God gives us peace. God gives us joy. God gives us strength. And those four things are, that's the recipe for a happy life, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, so we ask God for these things, and then he's trying to give them. But if we don't take them when you need it, you know, when, when something comes up or you're in traffic or you got a situation at work and you need peace, if you don't take peace for yourself in that moment, I don't think God's going to force feed it to us. I really think we have a part to play in he, that. He may he may slap you upside the head every once in a while. I mean, yeah. <laughs> joy may be another thing. I mean, I love the scripture, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm-hmm. That's just so counterintuitive and just so beautiful. Uh, but yeah, It's we, funny, too, because I've, I've heard in that, in that regard, so with joy, um, uh, John Piper who was an evangelical pastor, uh, wrote a book, or maybe it's just a PDF one. It's just something he hands out to people who are struggling with depression. I'm not really sure how, how that works, but I'm pretty sure you can just download the PDF. It's called Fighting for Joy. Oh. So here we are, right? Like, he's saying you have to take that, you know what I mean? But we don't necessarily apply it to all the things that God gives. Right. Why is we that? should. Yeah. I think we should. Another great scripture that comes to mind is... Uh, the kingdom of God has suffered violence and is taken by violent men. One of the other translations that helps me understand it better says it's laid hold of by passionate people. Mm-hmm. It's it's not something that, like I said, just falls in your lap. The kingdom of God is something that is laid hold of by passionate people and violent. Violent, not like, um, like uh, what's the word? like bad not violent like bad but violent like yeah. intense yeah it's interesting the the when you look at translations how you know they come to these words because these are the words of their day right yeah but if you look at like you know the passion translation or the message and you're like oh yeah uh these are the words of our day yeah and sometimes they're not like you know you you gotta check your stuff or whatever <laughs> but yeah I but like it's... i did on sunday morning um uh, uh forget if it was uh 
I gave the scriptures, and I gave they're all I read from the ESV typically, but then when it came to the last scripture, I was like, I just want this one to be like a little, not so wooden. You know what I mean? Like I I feel like the rep, the representatives. Yeah, is one a, word is a better word to yeah. me than ambassador because I've never been an ambassador, sure. Sure. but I represent my family. I represent, yep. you know. Like I've, I've been a representative for companies that I work for, like yeah. those types of things. That makes sense to me. Yeah. And, um, and it may not be the better word, but it is the one that makes, I think, more sense to more people. Yeah, which makes it better. But we understand ancient Hebrew and Greek way better nowadays than King James understood it in 1610. Sixteen eleven. Sixteen eleven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how I got that Maybe. wrong. <laughs> um, like we understand it way better. All the nuance and the phrasing and the, the adages and the idioms they had, the figures mm-hmm. of speech and the slang, because they they have all that stuff too. And I love Eugene Peterson because he studied Hebrew, mm-hmm. so his translation is really loose. People people say loose. It's it's very wordy. It's very modern and current, but it actually has a lot of uh, intentional, like deep-rooted structure to, to the ancient Hebrew. That's right. But um, I think it's important to read translations in a lot of different translations. Read the same verse in a lot of different translations because you'll see that one word that might stick out. Go, oh, I like that, and it yeah. speaks to me in just a little different way. And it, uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be so wooden, like you said. Yeah, but, um, yeah, for sure. There are uh, I don't, this is a different conversation for another time, but like there are those like some translations are very word for word. Um. Yeah. But, like, the message is a thought for thought. Yes. And that's a different way of, of reading words. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. They can both be helpful. They're, they're both helpful, yeah. yeah. But sometimes, like, if you have somebody who understands the idioms and and the way poetry works in Hebrew, like, right. that that's when things start to come to life, I think. Yeah. So, uh, Eugene Peterson's work in the Psalms is it's beautiful. Because he understood these are these are poems. When we read them, they don't sound like poems. They sound, you know, right? Then nothing rhymes. The meter's all weird. Like it doesn't feel like poetry as we know it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some good stuff. In there. So what do we do with this realization? So once we, yeah, once we like we see ourselves, like we get, we have maybe work to do in excav- excavating an imposter, maybe. I still do, I think. Yeah, I think that's a healthy routine. At least look underneath, right, and and get to the core of who you are. And the other thing, man, I, I mentioned this on Sunday, but I don't think I drove it home, and I didn't really feel like that was the time to drive it home. But, like, we have grown up in a, a time in evangelicalism where, you know, to share your faith, you have to make sure you tell somebody they're, gonna, they're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> right, and right. and like um, I'm not I'm not trying to be a, I'm not joking, I'm just saying like uh, th- this idea that you're you're evil to your core, right? Yes, uh, and uh, and that goes that's that's you know Reformed churches, most of evangelicalism. This is the this is the core of their gospel, right? right? And I'm not saying that it's all hogwash, but I am saying. We don't. The Bible doesn't start there. The Bible starts with you are made in the image of God. Amen. Yes, there was a fall. Whatever, whatever. If you want to go through those things, we'll go through those things. But it started with the good news, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it started at at your core. You are made in the image of God, and um, man, life is rocky and everything else happens. But 
that's a different that's a different perspective than I'm used to thinking. Yeah. And so I think it allows for more freedom when you view yourself as a sinner that just needs to be saved, then you're walking this tightrope. You're not really free to express yourself, free to be who you are. You, that's why we ha- probably hide, you know? Yeah. An interesting etymology I learned, I think I told you Sunday, the etymology of the word hell means to cover, to, to conceal, yeah. to hide. Um, and the leaven of the Pharisees was what? Hypocrisy. And hypocrite was the one wearing a mask, yeah. you know? We think of hypocrite as somebody who believes one thing but acts totally opposite. That's not the case. A hypocrite is just somebody who's putting up a front wearing a mask. An actor, even. Yeah, and, and the, the commandment, the, thou shalt not lie. Uh, is actually thou shalt not present a false witness. Yep. So it's not just about lying, because people will say, "Well, technically, I didn't lie." You know, it's like <laughs> okay, you just deceived everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're putting up a, fa- a false witness, a false front. Yeah, you're pretending to be something you're not, or you're pretending not to be something that you are. Uh, you're faking. You're faking it. You're not letting your true self be shown. But if we start with uh, a more healthy approach. A wholehearted approach that I belong to God, that I'm made in the image of God, that I'm a child of God. Yeah. Now you're free. You know, you're really free to express your love for God in any silly way it might be. Like this whole sticker thing is pretty silly, but I love it because it's so silly. But I'm, I'm expressing a part of me and a part of God and just something in a sticker, you know, and it, I, I was free to do that. Yeah. You know, had I thought about it too much or what other people would think of it or what they would think of me for doing it, I would I would have never done it. So t- maybe some people are going to watch this and they don't know what the sticker thing is. So do you want to explain that real quick? Yeah, I mean, I, I made stickers that say God believes in you. Yeah. And one of the main reasons why is because when I say that I believe in God, people assume that I'm saying I believe that God exists. But if I said, hey, Randy, I believe in you, you don't make the same assumption. You're not assuming that I'm saying, Randy, I believe you exist. So why is it misconstrued when we're talking about God? Mm-hmm. I think that's the work of the enemy, to be honest with you. I think this, the devil does this a lot. The Satan does that a lot. He just twists things and twists words and he twists understandings. But um, when I say I believe in God, I'm not saying that I believe God exists. It's pretty obvious God exists. Like, look around. I'm saying something way better than that. I'm saying, like, if I was to tell you, I believe in you, Randy. Yeah. I believe in you, God. I trust you. Yeah. You can do anything. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I mean when I say I believe in God. And it's a good icebreaker. I ask a lot of people, uh, mostly at work, when on job sites, random strangers. I'll see dudes on the job site. Do you believe in God? And 995 out of 1,000 have said, yeah, of course, of course. And I say, not just believe that he exists, but you trust him. Do you believe in him? Like, I believe in you, bro. He's like, oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about it like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. One guy was like, man, I don't know. You got me. I was like, I'm wearing a cross, but it's more of a fashion statement. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but. Uh, I mean, people are all over the map, man. Yeah. And I'm okay with that now, too. That nobody, I, I don't want, everybody doesn't have to agree with me. Yeah. And I don't have to agree with everybody else. Yeah. And I think that's a sign of maturity. Yeah. Yeah. It's not what we know, it's who we know. And we spend so much time trying to know about God and not enough time trying to know God. Yep. That is that is the story of my life. So. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I think that I, on a recent one of these 
Wednesday nights, I think I talked talked about the fact of, uh, you know, like the apologetics thing, like how much time I invested and soaked yeah. into that, and then uh, never felt good about using it. Never, never had any like, you know, street side conversions because of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and just and even I told the story on on uh, Sunday morning about the doctor who was, I, you know, he he was a speaker at my school and he was talking about how he was witnessing uh, with a with a doctor. This guy was a pastor witnessing to a doctor and. He said, you know, he went through all the stuff. Like, he'd studied up, and he was ready. He was in Santa Monica for the first time on the promenade. Okay. Are you talking about Sam? <laughs> found the guy, and he's like, you know, this is going to be the guy. I'm like, this guy I'm going to convert. And Sam tells a similar story. Yeah, with his shirt on, said, the choice is yours. Up heaven or down hell. <laughs> he brought a Bible with him, like, this thick, you know? Yeah, same idea, but I, but we've seen this happen, right? Like, yeah. So this guy was like, you know, he, the guy... The doctor ended up, you know, like shouting and leaving or whatever. And then he said, you know, within a half hour, hour or something like that, he saw the same doctor on the curb bawling, just weeping. And uh, and then he was, you know, surprised to see that next to the doctor was his was the pastor's wife with her with her arm around the doctor. And he was like, so on the way home, he said, what did you say? I went through the whole gamut. You know yeah. what I mean? I've... <laughs> Evidence that you know, demands a verdict. <laughs> like did the whole thing with yeah. the guy, and she said, "I don't know. It was weird, but all I said was God loves you." And he started crying, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "That you know, like how many how many people just need to hear that, man?" Yeah. Instead of all this, you know, there's so many distractions. I'm guessing too that the pastor's wife had experienced firsthand the astonishing love of God. So when she told him that God loves you, she knew that love. She knew it intimately. Like Sam shares this often, and I totally agree. God will do through you what he has done in you. Mm -hmm. And not just like a whole testimony thing, like my life story, but the things that resonate with me that speak to my heart, I can share more effectively with people because I know it touched me. It, it, it went through me, and now I can share it, and it will be more effective. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't send that verse of the day without chewing on it first. I read it and I think about it and it hits me in a certain way before I send it. Because I truly believe that it's going to, it's going to speak to somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's really cool, man. Yeah. That's very cool. And you see how I use different translations (laughs) all the time. The Bible app is great. You can highlight a verse and hit compare and then it'll spit out that same verse in 10 different translations. So I can read it real quick in 10 different translations and go, oh, I like that word, like like you said. So I do that all the time. Yeah. That's really cool. Another heads up, hit me up, I'll put you on the verse of the day list. That's it. And it's the uh, the only one in my own personal history that I actually read every day. Yeah, right Because I've signed up for lots of those types of things, and, yeah. I, and they text, I'm just like, I don't have time, I don't have time. Yeah. But I, but I have read yours. I think it's true. It helps because it's coming from a person, too. It's not from an app or a, from yeah. an organization. This is coming from my heart, man. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's just, it's simple. And like, I, I don't always read it as soon as it comes in because I'm in the middle of something, but I'll read it that day. Sometimes sure. it's out of context and I apologize for that, but you know, I can't. I always think, I used to say that a lot because this is how we learn, again, how we learn. Like, yeah. But then whenever I see uh, Paul or even Jesus quote something from the Old Testament, I'm like, hey, man, that's how it comes <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, yeah. 
so then, you know, to get through all of this and, um, uh, you know, kind of this idea of like faking until you make it even applies in Christianity. We talked about that, how, you know, maybe we have the right answers or we just want to be all smiles when our world's falling apart. Um, I'm not silenced. Um, those types of things where, um, you know, we, we just, we, we haven't dealt with the phoniness. And I, I love Genesis because, uh, I mean, I, I know that we all still do this to an extent just because you don't, you know, you don't want to fall apart every time you see somebody if you're having a bad month or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there's, there's corners and pockets of people all the time that are like together praying with one another because there's somebody here that I can let down my guard and tell them, like, man, I need someone to pray for me. That's beautiful. That doesn't happen everywhere, man. But yeah. in a small community like this, it's, it's beautiful that we have that. So Yeah. Um, and that's what it should be. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, look at yourself. Get through the muck. Remind yourself that you are God's child. And this isn't just feel good stuff. There's like this is what the Bible tells us, right? We it's there. It's yours for the taking, kind of yeah. thing. And then, real quick, this makes me think of how helpful some of the uh, sacraments are. You know, like taking communion. And Paul says, examine yourself. And even evangelicals will take a moment and think about what you're doing before you do it. Take the communion with reverence. And I think that's, that's, that's a good moment of reflection, yeah. you know, to think about yourself and um, sit in silence for a minute. And that's only a minute. You know, we got a lot of, we got a big closet yeah. <laughs> with a lot of things in yeah. it. Yeah, so. well, I mean, you know, as a, as a contemplative, right, those moments of silence, uh, they, can, they can add eons to your, to your walk, right, to your life. And, yeah. and uh, uh, don't... I don't give that the priority I need to, but I know that I have in the past. I've gone through large, long, you know, uh, spells of like, this is what my soul needs, and I still need it. Yeah, it's just different when you have, you know, a family of five and like, you know, toddlers. It's, yeah. it's like you really have to be intentional. Yeah, I'm lucky that I get to drive, you know, yeah. uh, three hours a day, uh, and I used to complain about it. And matter of fact, a Christian ministered to me this guy mike dornack years years ago i was i was probably 20 years old and i was complaining about this traffic this is crazy it takes me two hours to get home and he goes dude hey listen that is precious time that's quiet time that's you and god on the yeah. freeway he can speak to you because you, you you can be quiet before him that you, you should take that as a blessing and I, for the last 23 years, when I'm driving and I'm like frustrated with the traffic, it, he pops in my mind and says, you got an opportunity for quiet time right now. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's, it's good. It is a blessing. It's, yeah. it's, that's a good paradigm shift because I hate traffic, but I don't get to drive it very much because I work from home. Okay. But, um, but even like Sam, you know, he was telling me like he's got his drive out to Woodland Hills or like yeah. it's, it's, it's gnarly, right? Yeah. Two ways. But then I'm like, at the same time, he's like, hey, have you heard this podcast? And I'm like, yeah, no. 
I don't have time to listen to the podcast. Right. But he's listening. He's like, you know, he's being blessed in that time, too. Yeah. So yeah. There, there are, uh, you know, that paradigm shift and that kind of spin from, like, negative to, like, yeah. I'm going to do something with this time. That's part of it, man. I think it's good to go in phases. That, you know, for certain se- uh, seasons of your life, read a lot of scripture. And then for certain seasons of your life, back off from the scripture and just listen to God. You know, rest or meditate. You know, we did this thing a couple years ago now with the BLESS acronym. And oh, yeah. one of them was or BELLS. BELLS. That thing. BELLS. One of them was LISTEN. And Sam recommended for 15 minutes, sit quiet and just meditate and listen to God. It was so hard. I have such a busy mind, too. And mm-hmm. that was really an awakening for me. Like, this is very hard for you. And probably is an indicator that you need to try it more often. Um, but, yeah, so self-reflection. And then if you do that for a while, then go into another season and start listening to podcasts. And yeah. Grow yourself in all these different areas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you're a busy person, you should probably slow down and, and get some quiet time. Um, yeah. yeah. That's me right now, and I know it. <laughs> yeah. But um, so the, the final part was how now do we – what do we do with this, right? We, if, we, if we've gotten past the mock, if we see ourselves as a child of God, what does that mean? Do we just – so on the couch with that and, and you know, feel warm and fuzzy. It brings a smile to my face. It's good. It's good yeah, news, it's good man. news, man. Like, that makes me happy. That makes me smile. That makes me full of joy and just so thankful for everything in my life. It's, it's a really uh, a new level of the awareness to God and my relationship to God. It kind of helps define my relationship to God. Um, and we need to be people of joy. We really do. Um, there's times for all the other emotions in life but i think the common denominator really should be one of joy um a guy last year asked him how he was doing he did he did that thing where he dumps everything on me you know telling me all the problems this and that and what i told him really struck a chord with me and resonated it's almost like i told him but i needed to hear it too and i told him the peace and joy and strength and wisdom, those are spiritual things, man. Those aren't like byproducts because you got your life in order. Those are spiritual things, you yeah. know. Um, so anyway, knowing that I'm a child of God, and God is my, my daddy yeah. that I love so much and that he loves me so much. It just allows that love to flow through me, you know. Um, so that was the first thing. But yeah, be, be joyful. It's good, man. Yeah, it's, it's infectious. And it's and it's a... That's what I'm, that's kind of what I, I wanted to to bear this down on is like we live in a crazy time, man. I mean, everybody can say that for all time, but it's true for us too. Yeah, it's true <clears throat> that we just we were in a, you know we're still going through the pandemic. I keep wanting to put it in the past, but it keeps rearing its head, I guess. So we're we're going through that, and what, whatever side of the aisle you're on, if you believe it's a hoax or you believe it's the real thing, we still all deal with the consequences of what's happened. And so, um, and, and that's another part of this is, is unity in spite of those things, right? Um, because we're all God's children. Yes. So that's a, that's pretty profound. Unity so, in spite of our differences. Yeah. yeah. Political differences. Yeah. Religious differences. Even, even the thing that, I mean, we, another thing about Genesis that I love is that, like, you know, 
yeah. I'm pretty sure you and I don't align on on a lot of this stuff. But I love you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's people <laughs> on both sides of the aisle. I'm I'm pretty moderate, but there's people on both sides of the aisle that I don't see eye to eye with on on politics. Yeah. But I still love, I love them. I'm I'm happy to see them every time I see them. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those are important things because I don't think when you get into this kind of homogenous situation where everybody is, you know, doing one one thing or the other, I don't know how that, like, I just feel like this is an opportunity for growth and to show the unity. That, if you that love other brings. people that just love you, what good is that? You yeah. know, the sinners do yeah. that. I'm telling you to love the different people yeah. than you. Yeah. Yeah, and that's radical. Um, where was I going to go? Um, not only do I see myself as a child of God, and I have that joy, but the next thing it does is, is it allows me to look at everyone as a child of God. And I've practiced this, too. I'm in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I say, this person in front of me is a child of God. God created that person. They have a story. Yeah. They are so loved by God. Like, And it really helps you appreciate your, your brother and sister, your neighbor, other people, you know, humanity. Uh, and then to just show that person just love and respect and... You know, like they are loved and a child of God. Yeah. You know, even the uh, cynic or the atheist or the drug addict on the street or the, the hardened criminal that's in prison. It, it, it will really have to make you look at people differently. Right? Yeah. I heard a theologian say years ago, and I always quote him God loves Hitler just as much as he loves Mother Teresa. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, really? Yeah. It's so uh, interesting to get your head around that. Yeah. So, yeah, I know I used to, you know, do the, uh, uh, when I was teaching the youth, uh, youth ministry, I would use examples like, you know, we're going to, we're reading the, uh, uh, the Good Samaritan story. And you find out that the Samaritan is, you know, the Jews didn't like the Samaritans, right? That's the outsider. Yeah. And I said, now imagine, imagine that you're laying on the side of the road hurt. And the person that stops to help, help you is Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you do with that? Yeah. Because you, you want to be like, get away from me. You know what I mean? Or you want to even yeah. hurt the guy. Yeah. But in that story, that's kind of the idea. Like, the people that you think of as less than. Yeah. The people that you think as is other and yucky. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the, that's the hero of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Turns everything on its head. And, yeah. That's crazy good stuff. Yeah. That's really good stuff. Um, and again, it's practical. Serving is something that he did. See, the Good Samaritan, 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 <laughs> America. Uh, he, he didn't show up with a doctrine of Judaism. And, yeah. you know, he didn't have to explain Yahweh and the, the, the yeah. Torah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just did something practical. Yeah. Love. Jesus said the greatest of these, uh, these three things remain faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. You know what the King James original translation is? Faith, hope, and charity. And I love that, man, because charity is a lot harder than love. The way we understand love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just it certainly gives love you... Love is, is a verb. It's an action thing. You, you have to love people by serving them. Yeah. Yeah. So in the, the scripture, actually, um, you know, uh, this is the message version where it says, We are Christ's representatives... The, the whole paragraph, this whole paragraph that follows it, listen to this. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences. Amen. 
and enter into God's work of making things right between them. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Not just making things right between you and God. Yeah. Because the gospel is that things are already right between you and God. Yeah. It's making things right between each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah, it's it, that, to me, every time I read that sentence, right, God uses us. So this is the work. This is the part that we need to make practical, right? He uses us, his children, to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. So, like, we're like, yeah, this is how we do it. Yeah. Like, we start loving each other. We start helping each other. We start being there. And, you know, that's the work of making things right, the, the you know, the word reconciliation. Um, and then he says, we're speaking for Christ himself now. Become friends with God. He's already a friend with you. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Another great glimpse into our relationship with God. Not only are we sons and is he Abba Father, but he calls us friends too. And I love that story that Jesus told that, you know, the servant doesn't know what the master's business, what he's up to, but I call you friends because yeah. I'm letting you in on what's happening. Now, that's cool. A friend of God? Yeah. The whole thing, because I, I think also one of the most, uh, as a younger man, the most impactful books I read was actually a Philip Yancey book called, uh, called something like relating to, that doesn't sound right, relating to the invisible God or reaching for the invisible God, maybe something like that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know when I started reading it, I didn't really know what I thought about it. But then I realized pretty quickly that like, yeah, man, it's hard having a relationship with someone you can't see mm -hmm. or touch or crawl into his lap or yeah. like hear yeah. audible things. You yeah. know what I mean, it, that's hard. But, uh, <clears throat> but when you read the scriptures, especially particularly when you read, you know, the way Jesus talks, then you start to see that this is actually very personal, right? Yeah. It's, it's not just, uh, it's not just theological. It's not just, you know, yeah. wordy or whatever. It's like, he's talking about my, my father. He's got a place yeah. for you. We got, have that tendency to, to think that God is distant. Yeah, because he's the god of the cosmos, or yeah. or he's in heaven and we're not. Yeah, uh, but I really love the idea that we're literally swimming in God. I think yeah. Sam said one time, we just don't really know it. Yeah, so he's really everywhere, you know. Yeah, um, I mean everywhere. Yeah, we get we. I mean, whatever our upbringing, right? We we come to our own conclusions about who God is, and, and oftentimes it's like there he is on his throne. I think about what you were saying earlier about like not not taking what he's giving. I think about the the painting, the Michelangelo, the I forget what it's called, the creation. I think it's called uh, something. The finger of God. And you see in that picture, yeah, is it called the finger of God? I don't know, it might be. Anyway, <laughs> you you would know which one because that's the one. <laughs> that's the, the one. one. <laughs> but when you look at the picture, you see the hand of God is very intent. And like it's like a strong hand coming out, right? Yeah. And then Adam's hand is. Or with man is like super aloof. Like, yeah, Meh. yeah. I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah. good point. It's yeah. just interesting because yeah. that's what that, you know. That was a capture of humanity, right? For sure. <laughs> like this is where <laughs> yeah. this is where we get into trouble because the creator of all things wants to grab you by the hand. Yeah, and you're lazy about it. Yeah, it, it is hard to have a relationship with something we can't see. With yeah, some some somebody we can't see. Um, but we can feel and we can hear and I mean that's faith we can see things that can't be seen 
We can hear yeah. things that can't be heard. We, we know things that cannot be known. And I love that about faith. The yeah. evidence of things unseen, the substance of things hoped for. It's a really interesting paradox. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the evidence of things you don't know about. <laughs> you yeah. can't know about. And and God's not necessarily an angry white man with a long beard and a you know what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. so, like we have to. The like, Simpsons God. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, or any name, you know, any Renaissance picture of God. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like right. we we um there and you know people get mad, but like you know we anthropomorphize. We 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 say things like the hand of God. God doesn't have hands. Or the eyes of God. or we can, You know what I mean? Like right. We say those types of things so we can better understand, I think. Yeah. Uh, or, or relate. But there's just things, that, to me, like, in you know, the very, very beginning when the earth was without form, right? Uh-huh. Where it talks about the spirit was... Hovering over the waters. Yeah, but when you look into the word, it, it's the same. It's this picture of, like, a mother hen, like, protecting her eggs. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So you see even that, like... Yeah. yeah, yeah. God is, you know, he's referred to in in the masculine all the time. But you see this heart of a mother too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, he was like, this is. And Jesus said, he's the same illustration about, you know, when on uh, on Palm Sunday, like how often I wanted to gather you in. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, that's idea. right. It's beautiful. Yeah, I've, I've always said God is just as gentle as he is powerful, or just as feminine as he is masculine. And again, we're using physical, earthly, human terms yeah. to describe something, and that's okay. I suppose that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's all we can. It's all we. It's the best we can do to re- to relate. What if we said like the antennas of God or the tentacles <laughs> of God? Is that helpful? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> okay. Hand, hands. In. We're made in His image, so the hands and the eyes and the feet. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other topic. Right? Okay. <laughs> 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 the image of God might be a whole other thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in the end, you know, like I said, we're, we are in the middle of a, uh, you know, divisive time, and there's call for unity. Much of what Paul writes about is this idea that we need to get it together and, like, you know, we are in this together. Yep. And, um, and, and so for me, it's like this call, and, and how, how do we make these things more practical, this call to be, you know, that representative that's going to join God in this work of reconciling people? And, how, you know, what are the, what are the steps to, to be a light bearer, um, to look like the children of God, to look like the sons of God, to walk like Jesus? Like, how do we do that in our time? How do we be a representative? Yeah. Those are the things. I mean, I, I don't know if we can answer that. It's already going over a little bit, but I'm just saying those are the things that are worthy of our time and our thought and, yeah. our, and our investments. There's probably an infinite number of ways that we could do yeah. that. Yeah. So get creative in your life with God. Get on your journey and start loving the world around you. Yeah. You know, and take take it out. Everything that you get in, you take out. Uh Richard Rohr had a cool idea, thought experiment, like, what if we all met here on Sunday, but then next Sunday, we all went to a different church. We went to a Muslim mosque or a, a synagogue or a, a Hindu temple. And we, we, what, what if we went out? Yeah. Every, day, every Sunday, you'd go to a different place. Yeah. And then imagine what that would look like. But that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to come in here on Sunday and get filled 
and then go empty it on the world Monday through Saturday. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Yeah. I think there's probably a better way to describe that process. But we get filled, and we serve the world. And we get filled, and we serve the world. And we get filled, and we serve the world. Like you said, it's not – it shouldn't be a spectator sport. No. It should be full contact. It's not a spectator <laughs> sport. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So – We'll we'll close up, but I mean, any questions uh, from anybody online? I didn't see anything pop up. I think we're we're free and clear. We must have answered them all. <laughs> I'm sure that we, we made more questions than there are answers. That's a good thing. Um, yeah, I mean that's the challenge. So uh, as we wrap up, um, this idea that you know we are the people that make peace we are the peacemakers amen blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of god yeah so let's let's build some bridges let's light the way let's do the work of jesus deal will you pray for us oh, sure pray so. heavenly father abba father you're just so good god and uh just thank you that um you know us so perfectly and um, you allow us to know you and you've given us this uh, royal priesthood, this royal title, God, that we would be the light bearers, uh, the salt of the earth and the light of the world, that we would be ambassadors for Christ and representatives of God himself, that you would dwell in us and that we would communicate your goodness and reflect your goodness to the world so help us to do that God um, I just pray for wisdom in my life and just in this whole body of, in Genesis that we would uh, exercise our wisdom God that we would search for wisdom like it was gold um, and that we would continue searching for you God wherever we're at in our walk we would just stay hungry and thirsty for the things of God because we know that we'll be filled, Lord, when we look for you. And, uh, I just so thankful for this church, so thankful for what you've done in my life, God. Uh, I know I'm a walking miracle and a testimony, God, so help me to use that to uh, just draw people in, Lord, to a relationship with you and a relationship with each other. May we truly mend fences, God, and, and settle differences and, and lay aside those things to live in unity with one another, Lord. Uh, have your way with us. Um, it seems like it's a, like a daunting task. There's a lot of work to be done. Um, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. And, um, just give us strength, God. Uh, may we not grow weary in doing good works, but just continue to fight the fight, run the race, run their ways to win and to lay hold of the kingdom of God in a violent way, in a passionate way and not tiptoe around church on Sundays but really live this life, God you, your life may you live your life through us um, I just pray in Jesus name Amen. Amen Hey, thank you all for tuning in if you have for joining us this evening uh, again, you are welcome to join us in person both on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. And check the social media page for upcoming announcements. Um, 
that's really cool. That's coming up. Thank you. Bye. See you soon. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.